Washington's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hello, my snow-covered friends. Here's what's happening in the NHL tonight. Early in the second period, Maple Leafs lead the Flyers 2-1. Matthews and Tavares, the goal scorers for Toronto. Farabee for Philadelphia. Shots are 17-6 for the Leafs. Late in the first period, Penguins up 1-0 on the Sabres. Zucker with the goal, his second of the season. Baseball tonight. Just underway, one out in the top of the first, no score, Houston and the Phillies. Of course, the Phillies now up 2-1 in the World Series, 7-0. They were able to take the game yesterday. Basketball tonight, the Raptors going to be taking on San Antonio. That one has not quite yet started. Oilers tomorrow. Oilers tomorrow. Yes, they are on a roll. They have won five in a row. They're 7-3. They take on the New Jersey Devils, who, how about this, are also 7-3. It's 5.30 for the face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. The puck will drop at 7. And remember, if you're going to the game, the doors will open at 5. The Hall of Fame ceremony for Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith will start at 6. It is before the pregame warm-up. So the game will indeed start at 7. It's a, it's not going to be pushed back because uh, of the ceremony. It's not one of those where they do the warm-up and then do the ceremony, and it takes a long time, and the game doesn't start on time. So uh, doors at 5, ceremony at 6, warm-up around 6.30, and game still starting a little bit after 7, Devils and Oilers. And we'll talk more about the New Jersey Devils, who, like I said, are surprising. Ken Danico is going to join us a little bit later on, and we'll dive into uh, some Oilers storylines Obviously, Dry Settle McDavid just doing uh, doing incredible, and we'll look at the pace that they are currently on. A lot of hockey left for them to keep it up, but I want to give some comparisons here as uh, as we move into that game tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning in. I am happy to hear from you. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you're using the good old fashioned telephone, it's the hotline brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed. Pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I have one of the most boring accounts on Twitter. I assume Elon Musk is going to kick me off the platform. You can also email InsideSports at 630Ched.com. Okay, so this morning, uh, a bit of an event at uh, the Hall of Fame room in Rogers Place with Ryan Smith and Lee Fogland, who are the first two elected inductees into the brand-new Oilers Hall of Fame. Of course, the gentlemen who have their uh, names on banners in the rafters at Rogers Place, Gretzky and company, they are all going in automatically. Uh, you know there was this uh, selection committee, which included my buddy Bob Stoffer, Jim Matheson, Jason Greger, Wayne Gretzky, Louis DeBrusque, uh, Wilton Littlechild, Shannon Zabados, a few others. They picked the uh, two people who were going in this year. Lee Fogelin, a stalwart defenseman in the uh, early era of the Oilers in the National Hockey League, uh, with them until the mid-'80s, and a guy credited with sort of uh, bringing a lot of those younger players along, teaching them how to be pros, probably one of those glue guy-type players who was also very reliable on the ice, and then the extremely popular Ryan Smith. When the Oilers announced the Hall of Fame several weeks ago, we, we did a fair amount on this show, people calling and texting in who should be the first two people going in. Almost everybody named Ryan Smith. So absolutely no surprise. And uh, I was talking to Ryan today, and, and I said, Ryan, uh, I remember that uh, the morning after you played your last game in 2014, you came out and you did a, a media scrum, and you said you stayed in your jersey and your equipment 
as long as possible. But but I said in a lot of ways, though, you've never really taken off that Oilers jersey. Cut me open, I probably bleed, bleed blue. It's been quite uh, quite a journey. Uh, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Like I've said, I'm up on stage there, small town kid from Banff. I'm just in awe to be in the presence of these these type of players that have paved the way for players like myself and 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 players to come. But uh, you know the organization does a first class job of, uh, of of things like this, so it's very very special and humbling and honoring to be a part of. All right, so that's a little bit there from Ryan Smith and uh, Lee Fogelin as well was also there this morning. This was actually, uh, Lee doesn't do a lot of stuff publicly. I, I talked to him uh, a bit on Zoom when they did the announcement uh, in September about the first two guys going in. This was the first time I've ever really seen him in, in person and had a chance to speak with him a little bit. Uh, Lee Fogelin, an extremely humble man. I can tell you that, an extremely humble man listening to his answers today. Of course, played for the Buffalo Sabres, joined the Oilers for their first year in the NHL in 79-80, with them for the Cups in 84 and 85. In 86 and 87, he was with Edmonton and went to Buffalo for a few more games before retiring. And Fogelin talked today about the privilege of playing for the Edmonton Oilers. But I was honored and humbled to play with this group. And, I mean, they were so special. A bunch of young guys that worked so hard and so dedicated. And I look at Kevin and I think about it. It was never give up, right? It was always that enthusiasm. Let's go get him, right? And Koff and Yerry and Hammy the first year were together. And the interesting thing is that everybody remembers the great days and which is really special. But there was a lot of hard work before that. And a lot of days we were scratching our head. I was talking to Gretz yesterday, and uh, we are talking about how we came back from a, a long road trip, and Glenn called practice at St. Mary's Rink. It was like minus 40, and he had his fur coat on and a toque, and he's blowing the whistle, making us skate up and down the ice. We're going, what the heck is going on here, right? <laughs> but... Uh, I'm honored and blessed to have played with this group and the Edmonton Oilers, and what a great heritage, that's for sure. Yeah, this Lee Fogel, and awesome to hear from him today. He has a great story that we're going to get to a little bit later on about uh, his experience in a city in the playoffs going against the team that uh, the Oilers were playing in the postseason. We'll get to that story a little bit later on. Now, some of the uh, the other uh, Oilers Hall of Famers were there today as well. Yari Curry, Al Hamilton, Paul Coffey, who I have an interview with that we're going to get to a little bit later on, and Kevin Lowe as well. And uh, Kevin Lowe was often paired with Lee Fogelin on the Oilers' blue line. He has this recollection. I mean, he took me under his wing, uh, no question. Um, you know, we were young guys having a bunch of fun because we're having success on the ice but you know I remember time to time he'd pull me aside and say hey listen it's great to have fun but uh gotta remember you got a job to do and just those those uh you know when you when you get it from a guy like Lee Fogel it's like okay got it got it clearly we're we're not looking our best here and um and then on the ice the things I learned from him uh I learned to stay on my side because I went over to his side He'd tell me to get the hell out of there and get back over on my side and just really to play the game in straight line. 
A little bit there from Kevin Lowe, remembering uh, what it was like to have Lee Fogelin as a teammate and as a defense partner on the Oilers Blue Line. Really good story there. So I mentioned Paul Coffey was there, and I, I just made a reference to uh, how humble Fogelin was today and, and really how uh, a, a lot of players from those Oilers teams that won the Cups in the 80s, they, uh, they really share the credit, and I asked Paul about that earlier today. Paul, one thing I find interesting is that whenever you guys talk, nobody thinks that they were very good. I mean, Fogey says it was a great being around all you young guys, and all you younger guys say, well, players like Fogey <laughs> showed you the way. It seems like a lot of credit just gets spread around. Well, it's, it's like anything else. I've learned in the last 20 years of my life in business and that. If they're separate, if they're separate agendas, you don't win. If the agenda is to win, and who cares who gets the credit, you got a really good chance of winning. And that's what our that's what our teams were like. Um, you know, when I talk, it, it goes no further than '99. I mean, our our hardest worker was our best player. You know, people talk about how the heck did Wayne ever score 200 points? I said, because he's trying to score 300. He wanted to be great every night. Fogey wanted to be great at what he did every night. Samank wanted to do his thing every night. Every one of us. And that's, uh, you know, Slots uh, deserves some credit for keeping everybody kind of in check. But we really did. And uh, Fogey talked about it earlier, about the perfect storm. We really did enjoy each other's company. And even now, it's there's, there's, no, there's no egos. Like, there's no somebody. Everybody's in. Everybody, like, it's just, it's, it was a magical time. And you just hope that every team can get that. And it starts at the top. You know, you look at you look at our owner Daryl Cates. Daryl will do anything for the city, anything for this organization. I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit for doing what he's done here. Because if Daryl didn't step up, we might not have a team in Edmonton. So he deserves a lot of credit. And he and his agenda is one thing: Stanley Cup. What's wrong with that? That should be your goal. It's not to win a round in the playoffs like other teams are. It's to win the Stanley Cup. Well, Leon said that last night because he was asked about some individual stats, and he said, well, yeah, it's great, but ultimately we're building here to try uh, to try a w win a championship, right? So you hope that there's another generation out there going through these battles and learning some lessons, right? Yeah, it's, that, it's that's for Leon and Connor go hand in hand because guess what? They're not scoring, we're not winning. That's just the way it is, and that's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they enjoy to do, and that's what excites me. We're not only winning games, but our big guys are having fun. They're having fun together, and that's important. Those two, they really enjoy each other's company and they want to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, for me, Kevin, Yari, Wayne, Mark, everybody, Fogey, nothing would make us happier than come back at some point and, and just standing back and watching these kids raise the Stanley Cup. I mean, I th we've, we've had our shit for the greatest team, the celebrations, we've had all that, which is always fun. But boy, if this current team could do something, which I think they're capable, that would be probably the proudest moment of all our careers. Yeah. Well, and it's cool. I, I really like the Oilers Hall of Fame because, as you referenced, the standards are high. All these guys are in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but there's so, so many great players that, you know, they deserve to be recognized within the Oilers organization and with the fans. Well, we, we when I say we, got the Oilers made a commitment years ago that you could not go get your surrender retired unless you go into the Hall of Fame, which is fair enough. It's the way it should be. But like you said, this organization has so many great players, Ryan's era, and of course the guys now, they'll, they'll, they'll get everything. Their sweaters will be up there, but it's, uh, it's special, and the, and the fans should see that. 
It's like you go into Dallas, the Cowboys, you look around and go, wow, they have some great players. And this organization, this little town in Edmonton, Alberta, is an incredible franchise with some great, great hockey players. I want to ask you one more. Uh, the game is so fast. Uh, you would have, I mean, you played at a pretty high tempo, but I mean, you would have fit right in in your heyday with the, the way they push the pace now. Yeah, it would have been fun. To me, everything's about pace because you find out very quickly who can play and who can't. And Jay's done an incredible job with his staff about pushing the pace, 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 pace. And you saw it, you know, no slight against uh, Nashville. It is what it is. They couldn't keep up in the first period last night because we were pushing the pace. And that's, uh, that's a commitment the coaches pass down to the players and the players don't do it. But what better way to evaluate your players with pace? If they can't keep up, sorry, kid, you got to go somewhere else. That's just the way it is. I love it. That is good perspective there from Paul Coffey about Oilers' history, about the current group of players and the current game in terms of game being the state of the NHL and last night's game, which was a pretty convincing Oilers victory. I thought 7-4. I know Nashville kind of hung around, but the Oilers were really in control after leading 4-1 after the opening 20 minutes. Good to talk to Paul Coffey. More from Ryan Smith, more from Lee Fogland. I also talked to Louis DeBrusque, who was uh, one of the guys on the selection committee to help pick these first two players to go in. And, of course, happy to hear from you. It is 780-496-0063. It is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Oilers, Devils, tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30, Ched. We will bring you the uh, ceremony for the Oilers Hall of Fame featuring Lee Fogel and Ryan Smith. It's going to start at 6. We will bring you that in its entirety. So that is going to be fun. 780-496-0063 if you want to participate in the show tonight. Uh, Ryan Smith and uh, Lee Fogelin, an extended media availability today. Uh, I also talked to uh, some other people. Some of the other guys spoke. Yari Curry, Kevin Lowe, Al Hamilton, Paul Coffey were all on the scene. Just had my one-on-one interview with Paul Coffey. That was uh, really interesting. And, of course, you get some great stories along the way. And uh, Ryan Smith, who grew up cheering for the Oilers, cheering for Wayne Gretzky, remembers uh, facing Gretzky. Small little story. Early on in my career, my first NHL game was against the LA Kings and it was against Wayne Gretzky. My first NHL shift was against Wayne Gretzky. I was lining up on left wing and he was at center and he got kicked out. Now I line up uh, against him, you know, right against me. And it's just like, wow, is this really true? I'm pinching myself as I'm saying it. And, um, you know, and then it evolved to where I, I you know, I played a, um, a Heritage Classic game with them. And he paved the way for a lot of uh, a lot of players, and you know, I was very fortunate to uh, to know him and meet him. A little bit there from Ryan Smith, and uh, going up against the great one early in his career. Cool story, of course. Early in the Oilers NHL run. One of those kind of benchmark moments was the, the 1981 playoffs. Now, of course, things uh, things were different. There were 21 teams in the league. 16 teams made the playoffs. The Oilers did make the playoffs their first year out of the World Hockey Association. Lost in three straight to the Philadelphia Flyers in a best of five. A couple games went to overtime. In uh, 1981, the Oilers were a little better. They moved up to 14th, and they uh, had to face 
the Montreal Canadiens, who had won four Stanley Cups in a row before losing in the second round in 1980. Still a powerhouse team. And Lee Fogelin remembers this from games one and two in Montreal. I can remember going there, and Montreal was such a great city to play in. And the cabbies would all take you to the rink back and forth. And I can remember the first day the, the cab driver says, to, we're going to the rink. And he said, you guys think you win a game? And then we won the first game. And then we had the same cabbie the next night. He says, you think you're going to win another game? Right? And we go, oh, maybe, right? We're not sure. And then we never saw him again. <laughs> That's right. They didn't see him or any other cabbie in Montreal again because they won the first two in Montreal, came back to Edmonton, and finished off the sweep in uh, what is uh, got to be one of the greatest series victories in Oilers playoff history. Okay, Smith and Fogland, good stuff. We'll touch base with Louis DeBrus a little more on last night's game, tomorrow's game against the Devils, some of the eye-popping stats the Oilers' stars are putting up all ahead inside sports on 630 Chet.